The Lord has anointed us to do great things. He has given us the kingdom. What is of heaven is for us today on this earth. You have the power and the authority within you to do great and mighty things. The reality of, of what we must recognize in this world that we are overcomers, but we need to be an overcomer. Today, we're going to begin a journey of victory and deliverance. Last series, we talked about becoming. Last series, we talked about who we are created to be. And because we know who we are, now we can accomplish and do things according to the truth of the kingdom. Today we want to talk about overcoming rejection. Our last series we found we were born rejected. Through the cross, though, becoming born again, you now are accepted in the body of Christ. So become what you were created to be, we described. Because you have become what God created you to be, now you are a human being that out of who you are, you do God's will. But in this journey of victory and being an overcomer, we must understand the things that we do that create bondage in our life. The way we, re the way we receive life is we put things in our life that hinder us from attaining the things of the Lord. And we need to know what those things are. And in this series, I'm going to be showing you, in particular areas of our lives, the things that we may do that create this difficulty in our life and these challenges in our life. But also in this series, we are going to show you what we shouldn't do, but we're also going to show you who we are and what we're going to do. And by doing these things, that we are going to be able to accomplish great things in the kingdom, and you will overcome. There is a switch. There is something new that is happening. That's why we're experiencing all the chaos and the evil that's going on in our country. Eleven people killed because of a hatred towards God's people. And we are seeing in, in our schools the many different things that go on. We must recognize that the enemy has come in to lie to us. And what we're going to do is we're going to open it up. We're going to put light on these things. And we're going to take a journey of victory. And everything that you have tried to overcome, you're having difficulty with, after the series, you will know what to do and who you are, that you will overcome and you will beat everything that is coming against you. That's what we will talk about. In that process, you now have the ability to overcome any attack of the enemy. You also can rise up. You also can overcome anything that has hindered you from 
your past. My goal, again, in this series is to discuss some issues that we deal with in our lives and we really need to overcome. We really need to overcome. We really need to see it, understand it, and just say, I'm going to beat this thing now and forever. Yesterday with the guys, Pastor George did a fantastic job. With the breakfast, guys, wasn't that great? Amen. And I, I said this to, to the men as I was introducing Pastor George. Christianity is not a sprint, but Christianity is an endurance run. Therefore, it is not how we start the race that counts, but how we c complete it, how we finish is determined by the choice we make. And these are often formed by patterns we develop along the way. The patterns that we live with, the things that we do, how we respond to things, God has given us an answer for everything. And so let's begin to, to show how do we win. First of all, you need to know what God created you to be. Our birthright is victory, and we can overcome anything. Church, nothing is too big. Philippians 4 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 1 John 5, 4 tells us, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Jesus died and rose again so we can have dominion in every area of our life. Are there things in our lives today that we struggle with? Are there things in our lives today that we seem like we take two steps forward and one step back? One step forward and two steps back. It's because there are certain things that we have not taken dominion over, and we need to know how to do that. In Revelations 12, verse 11 speaks of overcoming Satan. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. He has made, God has, he has made and he has given some promises to us, some awesome promises that can transform every area of our life. And I'm going to show you this real quickly in the introduction here. In the letter to the seven churches in the book of Revelations, in the end, every letter, Jesus makes these promises to them. To the church at Ephesus, in Revelations 2.7, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. To Pergamos, Revelations 2.17 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone, and on that stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Let me just say this to you. You know, part of the blessing of heaven is that you get to know your real name. <laughs> you know, part of the curse of hell is you never get to know your real name or the fullness of who you are. 
what, what the writer was writing, what the Holy Spirit had him write was this, is that when you overcome, you will receive the full understanding of everything that you are and everything that you do, you will succeed. You will have victory. You are born, your birthright is victory because in Christ, you have won. In Revelations 2, verse 26 through 28, Thyatira, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give him power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. So I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. To Laodicea, in Revelations 3, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on the throne. Your birthright is victory that you win. You die to self and you walk in him, in who he is, and you walk in that power and you overcome and nothing keeps you from the fullness of God. That's the promise. So here is the truth. We are overcomers, or we are to overcome. Now, Jesus didn't choose or did not die on the cross to give us an ability to cope. How many of you are tired of coping? Amen? How many of you are just tired of just, you know, well, you know, that's just part of life, and the Bible says that, that we have an enemy, and the Bible says that there's going to be stuff going on in our lives, but be of good cheer, he's overcome the world. You've overcome the world because your inheritance is you are a son or daughter of God, and we must win. He died on the cross to give us ability to conquer everything, to be a winner. I'm going to be specific in this series. I'm going to say some strong things. There will be correction in this series. And I'm asking you not to be offended. Some of, some of that area, some of us need to be a person that conquers being offended. From our last series, let's talk about overcoming rejection. Let's begin. Let's begin to unfurl that. Now, what do we do with this? All of us have experienced rejection, and all of us will experience it in the future. But for some people, it can be devastating and can literally stop God's destiny for their life. Because every time they take two steps, they take a step backwards. Choose not to be offended, Mark chapter 6. Isaiah 53, verse 2 through 6 is a messianic prophecy of Jesus. And I want you to listen to what it says. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He, speaking of Jesus, is despised, and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. 
Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded, there was a purpose. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We must understand this. Jesus was the most rejected man that has lived on this planet. From birth to to death, Jesus was rejected. Joseph, his supposed father, didn't... (laughs) want him till the angel appeared to Joseph and said, hey, this is from God. Can you imagine? Because he faced this, this thing of embarrassment and all the different things, and the angel came to him and spoke to him, and God spoke to him and said these things, and Joseph didn't want him. But then again, he learned, and he, he followed Mary. He took Mary and all of that. But can you imagine if he didn't overcome this, all of Joseph's life, he still felt the pain of what he felt at the beginning. Herod tried to kill him in Matthew chapter 2. That's where Mary and Joseph had to flee to Egypt. Nazareth, where Jesus was born, where he grew up. In Luke chapter 4, they tried to kill Jesus. In Mark chapter 3, Jesus' family, when he started ministry, they thought he was crazy. And they wanted to take him home because they were embarrassed of him. They rejected what Jesus said. They rejected what Jesus uh, became in their eyes. In Romans 5, it says that they were the ones who gave up Jesus to die. His own people turned him over so he would be killed. Ultimately, on the cross, God the Father completely rejected him. Jesus got what we deserved so we could get what we didn't deserve. And what Jesus did at the cross was he defeated everything that you're facing today. He won over that thing. And now when we understand who we are, we can live in a life and conquer. We can conquer everything that has held us back from becoming everything that God's called us to be. The kingdom of God is within you. According to Isaiah, Jesus took sickness, he took our pain, he took our sorrow, and Jesus suffered rejection. Everything you and I face in life, Jesus conquered. And he said, come and become as I am, like me, and you overcome too. Matthew 27, verse 46, says, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why the rejection by God the Father is because of our sin. Not because of who Jesus was. And because Jesus took our sin, then you have every right to be accepted, you have every right to be beloved, you have every right 
to have victory in those things that you think you can't have victory over. From birth to death, Jesus was rejected. But watch this. It never affected Jesus' decision-making. It never affected his attitude or the way he treated people. (laughs) Most important, it did not keep Jesus from accomplishing God's purpose for his life. I will stop here. Pastor Dan, I'm explaining what you were sensing on the pulpit, on this platform. The change, the turnaround, is a decision that we make today to walk in victory. It's a decision we make today to forgive. It's a decision that we make today to live our lives in every aspect of our life according to the Word of God. To allow the Word of God, to allow God's Word to absolutely overwhelm us. Now, I'll tell you what. Right now, your emotions, your soulish nature is saying I will not forgive. Your soul is saying, it hurts. If I do that, it's going to happen again. I already told you it's going to happen again. When people are living rejected, they will reject you. When people are living outside of the principles of the word of God, the kingdom of God, they will do things that will hurt you. And I'm just trying to tell you that Jesus overcame, Jesus won, and he was the most rejected person on the face of the earth. Jesus is our example. The rejection comes because love is our greatest need. You're created in the image and the likeness of God, and God is love. We are created by God in his image, So we're going to say it this way. We were created by to love. So if you're really going to understand the kingdom of God, what you were created to do is love in spite of other people. Because love is our greatest need, rejection is our greatest fear. Many people are controlled in their lives by a fear of rejection and a corresponding need for love and approval. Our passion, even in our ministries, the things that we do, I did that, I did this, so I need everyone to say something to me, pat me on the back, tell me I'm, I'm doing good, I'm great, I'm wonderful, I'm superman, I'm superwoman, whatever it may be. And that's not love. God so loved the world that he gave. When we are living in the corresponding action of who we are created to be, then we can move forward into so many powerful things and literally destroy the work of the enemy that maybe has been working in your family's generations for generation after generation. You can win this thing. You can overcome whatever it is. You can win. 
But a lot of times, again, we have faced it so long that we cope. Because of our need for love and approval, it changes how we live our lives and it changes how we make decisions. It changes how we treat people. It changes how we receive people. It's called relationships. God places authorities in your life. God places leaders in your life. God even puts these pastors in your life. But many can't receive correction that will bring blessing to their future for a fear of being rejected. What we're talking about, listen very closely, this is in your notes, is a control point the devil uses to keep us from pressing into God's will. You want a promotion in your job? Press in. Not to making sure your supervisor sees what you're doing, but you press in into living kingdom. How you react to people, how you act towards people, how you receive, how you accept people, what you say to people, how you receive what people say. See, there is a spirit that is out there that literally destroys family because we live our lives looking for love in all the wrong places. I should write a song. When we don't see these truths, a spirit of rejection is implanted into us. Rejection defines us, and it is how we relate to people. Rejection is a control point, again, that keeps us from attaining the fullness of God's purpose. Not my will, but your will be done, Father, Jesus says. So let's look at three unhealthy ways we react to rejection. Three unhealthy ways. Next week, we'll show the healthy ways, and we will literally, going into the the holidays and, and Thanksgiving and Christmas, we'll begin to see how we live our lives to go into family units and destroy the work of the enemy. I don't care if you burn the turkey or if they burn the turkey or ham. You go in there with grace, with the kingdom of God, and there will be sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters and brothers and sisters and moms and dads and and grandfathers and grandmas that will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ this holiday season because you have overcome. See, it's got to the point in church in America today, the statement that I just said should have had us standing up and clapping and shouting. But there are many Christians, not us here, who will look at their family and say, why don't you just go to hell? Because of their reaction 
to rejection. Don't get quiet on me now. So let's now look at three unhealthy ways we react to rejection. Pastor Dan, this is what you were talking about, what you were sensing. We avoid the risk of rejection. Not diving into groups at work, not diving into church. Remember we said dive in. Preemptively reject others due to your fear. They will reject you. I don't like them because I know they'll reject me, so to heck with them. I'll stay away from them. Lack of commitment for fear you will get your heart broken. Okay, let's be honest. How many of you have had your heart broken at work? You believe something was going to happen and it happened. How'd you react? How are you reacting today at work? Okay? How many of you had your heart broken at church? Okay? See, the point is, wherever you go, rejection, there is a spirit. And it will happen to you. But people will run to and fro and trying to find their happy place. And it's not Disneyland, even though I like Disneyland. You conform to the environment and not living what you believe. I will tell you, I am speaking at a bondage that the spirit of the enemy has come in and has run cities and states and even the country called America, United States of America. A spirit that wants to come in and bring uh, all kinds of rejection and separation. When what was prayed today, we are the United States of America. And that spirit has called people to rise up with guns and knives and clubs, with words of racism and words of uh, accusations that are false. See, anything, hear this, anything you do by faith is a risk. You open yourself up to rejection when you go by faith. I wonder if there's anybody that ever says in, in a church service, why is that person always going up for prayer? Why don't they just get their act together? That's a spirit that despises other people because that person has had things in their own life they prayed about and it didn't work for them. And so when they see others trying to overcome, trying to win, that they despise what they do. We, we see things in this world and and, and I, am, I am going right in, I am speaking right into your spirit, but I'm also speaking right into your flesh. And some of you are looking at me, and, and you just, amen. You, got, you all don't know how to react to that, whether to smile, whether to scowl, whatever. But here's, here's my point, is what the Lord has done I'm taking a, rest, a great risk by faith 
of hearing the voice of the Lord and knowing what he is saying for me to say, I'm taking a great risk because some in this place might even walk out of here being offended and say, I can't believe that pastor talks like that. Jesus knew everything he did would cause many to reject and kill him. Quite a few years ago, I went through a tough season. Many, many years ago, I was praying and informing God, I will continue to do what I'm called to do, but I will never let someone do that to me again. And you know what the Lord said to me very lovingly? Then I can't use you. Then I can't use you. When the Lord says things like that, it'll shock you. But what you have to do is keep your ears open, your heart. He will unpack it. He will give wisdom how to do it. Some of us in this house, some of the friends and family members you know are just devastated because most of your life you've been living a life of reacting to rejection. You now know you're born again, you're accepted and beloved. And that feels good, that sounds so right to you, but still, because of all your life, you've, you've experienced this pain that it's hard for you to dive in, it's hard for you. When we have uh, women's retreats and gonna have the, the men's retreats and, and great word is brought forth and prophecies are given and things are, the Lord is speaking to you and it's so wonderful, but then you go home to the same thing. And it's hard to put two plus two equals four. Two plus two is equal to zero to you right now because it hurts to do what you're doing. And I want to tell you that Jesus has overcome that hurt. The Spirit of the living God has given you the ability to walk in such a power and an anointing that hurt and, and offense and unforgiveness, nothing can control you. No bondages. Jesus says you will get hurt for my sake. He says you can't love without getting hurt. <laughs> we are already stated this. We need to be wise and minimize the risk. How are you wise? I'm going to show you how you walk in wisdom. People who are offended set themselves up to be offended all the time. I'm going to show you how not to do that in this series. You see, we love for Christ, not for ourselves. He, he died, he did it for us, and we do it for him. The second unhealthy way is another way we avoid rejection is anger and aggression. Did you know in school shootings, 13 out of 15 shooters wrote or said before they did the shooting, they felt rejection by their peers? Jesus was on the cross and looked at the people who put him there, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Let me just give you some other words. Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they're living their life by rejection when they don't know that I came to accept them. 
I came to give them victory. I died for them. I took stripes, but Father, forgive them because they don't know it yet. His own people rejected him, who should have known him the best, who should have remembered the story of old. It wasn't very old. It was 33 years before. The next unhealthy way that we live our lives is in hopelessness and despair. In this area, there's much higher rate of mental illness. People that are hopeless and live in despair, they die sooner. Let me just tell you this. Remember the dog whisperer? You must remember the devil is the hurt whisperer. Every time you're hurting, Satan wants to speak into your pain. Every time something happens in your life, rejection happens, things go on in your life, the enemy wants to speak into it and, and point his finger at you and say, see, this is so true. Look what they're doing. You deserve what you're getting now. No, you don't. Jesus took everything. Jesus died for it. He died and he went to hell for you and me. And so when the enemy's saying that you deserve that, that you're worthless, that you're no good, that you did something so terribly wrong. I want to tell you, church, you need to rise up and say, uh-uh, I don't listen to that because I'm rejected no more. But your whole life's been rejection. I'm rejected no more. I know who I am. You know how you change everything? By becoming what God called you to be. Because every time someone comes at you, you counteract it with something good because you are love you think love you speak love you walk love that's who you are what we have lost in in our generation today is honor we have lost honor we do not honor one another now when I am talking about that I'm talking about our world but I'm looking out at the most wonderful people in the world that just walking into the service, I had two people tell me things and just grab me and say, and honored me. Not that I looked for that. I'm looking to honor you. I'm looking, looking to speak to you and to tell you things that will help change you, let you see God's perspective, let you see the things of the Lord so that you can win. So your grandchildren no longer walk in the areas they walk in because you walk in love. And the Spirit of God within you changes and transforms everybody that you touch. You go out to the marketplace, you change the marketplace. And you show them the love of God. Amen. Wow. Hmm. The problem with pain is not the pain. The problem with pain is the message that's in the pain. The devil slithers in at a hard time and gives you a thought and you think it's your thought. You think it's the wisest thing? I'm not going to let them do that again. Let me tell you, if they ever do that again, I'm going to. And what the enemy's done is put bondage on you. 
He has hindered heaven from pouring itself all over you. He says the devil, reason people reject you is you are not worth anything. No one will ever love you. Why do you even try? Matter of fact, you're so defective. Something is wrong with you. That's why people don't get along with you. People don't love you because God doesn't love you. You are an undesirable and you are a loser. So what do you think? Don't let people get near because they will hurt you. You begin to live a desire for the approval of others. And you believe something that is so strong in your your content of your life that if you just live this way, protecting yourself, you're not going to have any more problems. No, you've blocked the kingdom of God from exploding in your life because you've listened to the lie. To all the young people in here, and I just, I just love the amount of young people that are coming into our church. And I want to say to you, adults, people will reject. They'll do things that are exact opposite of the things of God. Your greatest ability that you have as a young person is a strength and a stamina not to withstand with anger, not to withstand with hopelessness, but to say, I've just experienced what's not of God, and it's not going to change me. And who I'm going to be is someone that loves. When you see something out of the ordinary in a marriage, and it's not really saying, well, I'm not going to be like that. Well, you learn like that. But what you do say is I'm going to become what God called me to become so then when I do get married, I will know how to honor my spouse. I'll know how to love my spouse in spite of their insufficiencies. I tried to find a good word there. Amen. But see, we react to these things. We, we move into a realm of our life and we allow these things to just hinder us and block us. Because love is our greatest need. Rejection is our greatest control point. Because of this, we react in accordance with the hurt instead of with truth. God so loved the world that he gave. God is love. Everything he does, everything he's ever done is out of love. How do you overcome rejection? I'm going to give you a little touch of next week. Base your life on God's perfect love and what his word has to say about you. As you live your life, Every single day you rise up and you look in the mirror and you say, I got room to grow. 
I'm not talking about your belt. You got room to grow. We're getting too serious here. I got room to grow. But one thing I know, I am love. And what God created me to be is perfect. What I deserved in the past, I didn't receive because Jesus took it all. The most rejected man on the planet. And because he took it, I now can live my life as an overcomer. And whatever is going on in my life, my family, whatever's going on in every area, I will overcome because I know who I am in Christ. Let's all stand.